0: Okay, Dan, so shall we talk about politics now? What's your views on politics?
1: A waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> All these subject areas in this interview were different chapters of the book. So, um, yeah, you know, politics is um, basically the means through which the elite's agenda is brought into society. It's the public face of the elite and their agenda because they can't do anything directly. They have to do it through intermediaries whether it's a politician or a general or a corporation an organization a front person like Bill Gates they have to go through intermediaries because they don't want people to know that it's their agenda and that they're ultimately behind it. Um,
0: so, so you're suggesting there's possibly not a democracy and it's more of an illusion of freedom an illusion of democracy is that what you're trying to suggest? Yeah,
1: yeah. basically um, we live in one party states masquerading as choice and democracy um yeah and basically i mean look at it now with covid 19 you've got the tory government and we've seen what they've done in britain in the name of covid and then yes. um, you've got the labour party who if they got into power would be even more extreme than the tory party
0: there doesn't seem to be any opposition that's for sure
1: and that goes for many other subjects as well not just now so um yeah. you see and then i mean you look at in government you look at people like the advisors like now with nineteen, with um chris Whitty and patrick Vallance. but in normal situations you look at the advisors then you look at what organizations they're connected to and um people they're connected to and you, you basically you follow it back you get to a situation where it's the same people following uh, same people you don't the
0: feel they're independent really do you it's it almost feels as if they have they're sort of controlled somewhat
1: yeah and um it's it's um it's easier than people think to manipulate politics because for example, if you want a certain party in power and this has happened um, over the years then you just um, over the decades, even you just manipulate um, chaos and apparent uh, ineptness in um, people you don't want and parties you don't want in power. So when um, Gordon Brown was in power towards the end of his uh, reign as prime minister, The Labour Party was in disarray. It was a joke. And there was a demolition of him in the media as a leader because the Tory party was designed to come in. And um, this is I mean, that's just one example. That um, method has been used over and over again. And if you want a certain um, uh, policy in at a certain time, then you make sure the perfect people and parties are in it that point and if people people remember during the 1980s Margaret Thatcher of course came in with her economic plan which a lot of people didn't like at the same time Ronald Reagan in America introduced an economic policy which was a mirror called Reaganomics which is a mirror of Thatcherism and Mm. that was not by chance because their economic policies in their time in office were largely influenced by an organization called the Heritage Foundation which is uh, an American think tank, Watch the Think Tanks, uh, based in Washington, um, which is connected to the CIA and um, has a long history of influencing um, election campaigns and the administrations of leaders. Um, Every American president uh, since Reagan, I don't know about Trump, certainly up to Obama, and uh, their economic policies and their time in office were actually influenced by the Heritage Foundation. The extent of their influence, if people check it out, is enormous. Um, I mention in the book, in a couple of places, the uh, political influence they had over the years. And, um, yeah. you know, two people connected to that organisation that come out with the same economic policy at the same time. You know, the idea that that's a coincidence is ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah so there's high there's higher people at play really isn't there
1: yeah absolutely oh. yeah
0: so so you really kind of think it's like when you when you have politics and you get this illusion of choice it's really like two maths and the same owners maybe would that be a good analogy yeah,
1: that's a good analogy yeah yeah uh, you know what, what they've the had
0: freedom the freedom of illusion the freedom of choice the freedom of a vote do you think they would give us a vote if it actually counted
1: no i don't you know if there's that great line isn't there 30 made a difference they wouldn't let us do it yeah
0: um, because
1: well, why, yeah. why would you know you've got an agenda you've worked so long towards it the idea that someone put on, you're gonna let that be um, threatened by someone putting a cross in a box on a piece of yeah. paper
2: it's
1: ridiculous yeah. the enemies you know they don't they let us do it because it, it, it doesn't um, matter but in a way you know there's another element to this which is um, one name for it is revelation of the method. Um, where it's like they have to get our permission to do what they do and mm. I think by letting us elect in political parties that they want in then it's like mm. well you vote for it you've, you've given us permission to do it it's almost like a karmic thing like yeah you know, they don't get karma because they've and this is one reason why um, we have a predictive programming or preemptive programming where through films and television um, they they put the agenda in our face and if we don't recognize it then it's like well we told you but you've not you know you've yeah. not done anything so yeah. we're allowed to do it almost um yeah so that's possible i think one of the reasons why we have elections is we can't complain because we elected them in it was our choice
0: and our leaders like the president american presidents they're pre-selected so it's like um owning the same horses all the horses in a race is that what we're trying to suggest
2: yeah so, well, i mean um, if you're in you a horse
0: thing. race and you owned you owned every horse it wouldn't really matter who won because you still owned the winner yeah, yeah. is, is that is that is that what you're saying i mean is there has there been any exception to that has there been any presidents you think have sort of got through um from their own merit and haven't been so controlled and if so which ones might you suggest might there have been
1: well if you look at um Abraham Lincoln and JFK, they um they both came they both kind of tried in their time to challenge the um the system. economic system, challenge the banks, the way that money was done, and they also had one other thing in common which people might recall. And um
2: yes. yeah,
1: and um it's interesting, yeah. You know, the banks, it's the same with the banks. You know, if one bank goes down, it doesn't matter to the elite because they um the banking system. So one of the things I do in the book is um, look at the enormous influence that Israel has in in politics, in Britain, America, etc. And the elite Zionist network, which I talked about in the first part, first uh, interview, um, and how many politicians and people in politics in general are elite Zionists. It's a global network. And then in that way, you can introduce a global policy.
0: Now it's interesting you mentioned that because um just saw a video earlier tonight and it was um a chap in um Israel saying look you know this is where we are with the pandemic folks look you know this this could be coming to you soon and was talking about the green passport and and uh, he was claiming oh they're at the center of all world decisions you know and we've got this green passport here where people can't go into restaurants and people can't go into pubs or you know whatever they had to go to gyms yeah. and things like that and they've got to have this green passport and they're way ahead on this you know um, and he was suggesting this is just the starter and you know it's going to come in across the world now I don't know if it will or not. I'm not sure. But I find it interesting. You were mentioning about Israel being the centre of things. And this guy, this video I watched suggesting that this is where, you know, the pandemic's going to go yeah. and
1: how
0: they're, how they're going to handle it. And, you know, they're gonna, and, and he was he was claiming that we're going to follow Israel's lead. So
1: with, I, I saw a video with a guy who's been uh, for a long time um, trying to expose the reality of what happens to Jewish people in Israel. called Shai Danon, S-H-A-I-D-A-N-O-N. Mm-hmm. and uh, he was talking about um in israel they have to they have these bracelets that they wear that's electronic, right electronic bracelets mm. and um that
0: reminds me of the prisoners you know when they come yeah. out on leave and they yeah. put an ankle I was just gonna say yeah. that yeah. yeah yeah and
1: they're, they're putting on a face where they want to go um mm. and um you know it, it's a question as always of how deeply we go into it but the people who run israel claim to care about Jewish people and care about um anti-semitism and then the way you, when you look at the way they treat Jewish people in Israel is you see it's nothing more than just a front to label people anti-semitic who were exposing the truth both about Israel and about the agenda in mm. general, largely centered in Israel
0: mm.
1: the, you know they treat Jewish people the get... same way they treat anyone else
0: yeah yeah I find it going back to the um, arm bracelets, I find it because they were quite cumbersome, weren't they? They weren't small things. They were quite
2: no, large. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I found it quite amazing that people have been so brow browbeaten by this pandemic and so feared by this pandemic that they actually think this is a solution to take this vaccine and to put, you know, a, a wrist bracelet on, um, which yeah. really looks very much like an ankle bracelet that you have when you come out of prison. Um, and they think that's a really good solution, and there's a matter of people are taking it up it, it, it. I found it flabbergasting, but how do you feel about that? I mean, I, you know, is.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if if you want to implement change in society, we talked about this in the first part. Um, you've got to get people in fear. You've got mm-hmm. to um, manipulate events in society to offer solutions, and the only way you're going to get support for the solutions and to get people in fear and nothing will make people fear more than the fear of death
2: the yeah. Fear of illness, oh,
1: yeah the fear of being terribly ill and that's why they've gone with the pandemic yeah
0: it's
1: the perfect and it's, and way it's to do yeah, it.
0: yeah and it's it's a perfect manipulation because you can see all around the amount of people that are terrified truly terrified by um you know the fear of this of this illness
1: yeah i personally don't think um some people i've seen one of two people i've seen that um seemed to think this was something that was just dreamt up in on the spot I don't think I think they've been preparing for it for a long time um they
2: yeah.
1: they um they made sure that they had everything in place, and twenty twenty was a time it's ten years before twenty thirty this decade is crucial because they've got to get everything in before the magic year of twenty thirty. So this is really a decade where they're going to throw everything and they've started sprinting really now to get the pandemic in in 2020 right at the start of this decade yeah this has been planned for I mean people like Bill Gates saying that you know there could be a, a pandemic global pandemic he said that in 2015 yeah there's the rockefeller document uh, lockstep which goes back to 2010 and uh, they had them um, yeah I, I think this is um this is the elite you know going for broke this is the the last stretch of the race
0: yeah they've shown themselves now and they're running for the finish line aren't they
1: yeah
0: yeah i was i was reading, i was just trying to have forgotten the name now there was a german soldier that was um interviewed in the nuremberg trials and they said to him you might be able to remember his name his name escapes me at the moment and they said um how did you get all these german people to follow you you know and believe in you and he said oh that was easy he said you can do that um if you're a nazi you can do it if you're in um you know, in a democracy, you can do it if you're in um He said, all you've got to do is put them in a state of fear, he said. And if yeah. you put them in fear, he said, you know, they're the most easiest, you know, body of people to manipulate. Yeah. You know, and he did it. He said, it's so easy. It's so easy to manipulate a nation just by putting them into fear.
1: Yeah. And um,
0: well, we not, Do we not learn from this? It amazes me. I mean, I know this is my own personal opinion, but, you know... I look at this and, you know, and I read about the Nuremberg trials and, you know, when you question going back in the war, you think, how did all these German people just follow suit? Why did they go along with, with, with you know, this when we look back on it and even the German people say, well, it was wrong what they did in the war and everything else, you know, how did they do it? And then you think, well, you'd never get caught like that. Would you never get caught like that again? And then I look around and think we're going the same way again. People are terrified and they're all yeah. going off and getting upset. and fighting each other and civil unrest and yeah (laughs) um and i thought it, you know it is and you know in the past if you look back you know you've had the war on terror i mean that's an invisible fear isn't it you know who's who's terror what is terror you know is it is it never ending is not it it's a never-ending piece of string you know oh we have the war on terror you've got to be careful of these terrorists well who are they well they could come from anywhere you know just be careful just be scared (laughs) there's all these invisible invisible around us all the time that they're pumping into us you must be scared constantly
1: yeah or at least
0: um, that's how i see it maybe
1: i think that's why they've gone with a pandemic as opposed to a war because yeah. i think people would be more likely to make the connection with a yeah. war because yeah. yeah, yeah, if if you do it under the guise of protection where it where everyone yeah. is potentially affected rather than just this foreign enemy coming in and attacking this country
0: yeah, yeah.
1: then um You're more likely to be successful and that's why they've gone with it
0: well if that is the case i mean i was gonna say if that is the case and you know we'll keep it open to you know uh everyone has their own opinion if that is the case it's really clever (laughs) it's clever isn't it i mean it's not what we want it's definitely definitely not what we want but it's very cleverly thought through to be able to understand the psychology of the human uh you know race so well that they can manipulate a whole world almost
1: yeah and you've got um take the british example but it'll be um similar in other countries the um behavioral insights team which is connected to the um cabinet office in britain mm. um which has been uh, instrumental through this pandemic and um you've got um one of the uh, people instrumental in um pushing for masks was a woman called susan mikey who's not a medical person at all she's a psychologist and yeah so, uh the psychological um, experts have been massively part of this pandemic hoax because they they need to get the psychology right to get support for what they want. And yeah. um, that's that's one of the ways they, they've done it. It's
0: clever manipulation as well of words, because. You know, it is abundantly clear that you feel that the pandemic is uh, manipulated and everything else. Yeah. And you know, you have, you, you, you know, you're right to be able to believe what you want. And there'll be many people listening to this who believe the total opposite. Yeah. But if you are thinking along the lines that you're thinking, and then you look at all the propaganda. Um, I noticed the manipulations in words from, you know, you don't just get back to it for yourself. You have to do it for others. You're a good person if you do it for other people and you have to think of other people and, you know, and it reminds me back in the war when they had that, uh, poster with that man pointing at you saying your country needs you and it sort of puts you to shame if you don't send all your boys to war you know you're a coward yeah. if you don't go you know and where yeah. did it get those poor boys that so they went across France didn't they and they all got shot down on yeah. the beaches you know but if you didn't send your boy you were a coward you know um and and society almost keeps you in line you know because back in the war when they sent these boys to war and a lot of people didn't want to send their boys to war. I got boys I'd hate to think I'd have to send mine to to war you know but if you yeah. didn't society around you made you out to be a coward you were really shamed amongst your own community if you didn't send your boys out to war you know or you know yeah. you didn't think along the same group think that everybody else was thinking it was the pressure was there and i can see the pressure again coming through in this with uh you know i mean vaccination in my opinion should be should be morally a good thing if you can think of some medication that stops you getting illness then that's a good thing but i understand that big farmers got involved it's profit making and i understand that some of the things that you put in these vaccines i really would not want to put in my body so you know there's you know you've got me crossed the line from morally doing it to it being big business and it's been it's more questionable but the propaganda now is saying, you know, you need to do it because if you you know, you're doing it for society, you do it for everybody else. And if not, you know, sort of shame on you for you know yeah. not being in the group and getting on with it. And I find you're talking about this this, this this group of people that's psychologists, but I can see how, how they manipulate people people's thinking.
1: Yeah. And um, I think another reason they've um they've gone with um, the pandemic rather than a war is because um asking you know, mothers and fathers to send their kids off to war, well, you're going to get a lot more resistance than if you just ask people to stay at home. Yes. You know? Well,
0: they certainly get it from and that, me. And, that, I and that's how great. they've
1: started it. And yeah. they said it was just staying at home, it's just a mask, it's just social distancing, it's just yeah. closing a business for a few months. You, you know, so they can get the support a this lot is, easier that way. Is,
0: yeah, it's funny, really, because um, the other thing I noticed as well is this, this isn't a war. Um, They, you know, there's something called the 77th Brigade. I don't know if you've heard of them, but it's a brigade of the army that, um, you know, I I found out that are actually employed to go on the Internet and basically delete the narrative of anything that they don't like the sound of, really. And uh, I just and I look back and I think to myself, well, what didn't they do that in World War Two? Just they burnt all the books and stuff, you know, so that any other narrative was deleted, so that the German people only had one form of narrative to listen to. Didn't they do something like that just before?
1: Uh, I I don't know, I I don't know that, but um, <laughs> I but you,
0: yeah, I you're, you're fine they did.
1: You're right, you're right though, when um when you say about the 77th Brigade, because um yeah, they they actually will just go on the internet and find anyone challenging the narrative and argue with them and try to discredit them and just try to, you know, make it look like anyone challenging the narrative is wrong or stupid or whatever because they need the narrative to justify it. Also, talking about Israel, there's uh, in Israel they have people literally in army uniform on computers um, doing the same thing uh, to anyone challenging what's going on in Israel. Um, yeah and out of the there's a military base in israel called unit 8200 if people want to look into that so yeah um the uh disinfo as it's called is it's been around for a long time but they've certainly stepped it up with with this
0: i mean i'd like to think i'm quite open-minded and i'm quite happy to read all sides of the coin but i would love to be able to read everybody's opinion and then just come down you know, believe in what I want to believe, but it, it I find it very frustrating, and it's somewhat when I see that there's only one narrative on offer, for me, the type of brain that I have draws me to the one that they're silencing and why are they silencing it what what's yeah. what, what they, what, what's the silence side saying? You know that draws me to it more and makes me more skeptical of the narrative if they have to silence the opposition because if the narrative is is solid and truthful and good. Now, yeah. no other storyline would 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 knock it, would it? You know what exactly. I mean? If it, if, it, yeah. if, it held its, if it held its ground and it was solid and it yeah. was all truthful and you could research the facts and then you look at the other opposition, what other people are saying, and you say, well, that's nonsense because, look, I can look that up and it makes no sense. But yeah. when you find that they're spending millions of pounds silencing uh, a contrary sort of uh, opinion, it makes me ask, well, what, what was that opinion? And I want to find it out. And then I want to look it up and then see if there's any val- validity to it. And what worries me is quite often there is validity to it, you know, and then you question, gosh, they really are trying to silence or hide something. And yeah. that, that, you know, that worries me. Not not, you know, all the time, but there are things I've investigated. Where I thought, whoa, that's, you know, that's really obvious that we're all being herded in a direction they want us to go.
1: Yeah. And I, I think um, the um, the censorship of social media um, content challenge and narrative has been going on for a while. But I think that, again, is another sign that this is not just uh, something they've just dreamed up. This pandemic hopes, you know, uh, spontaneously, because originally when social media uh, appeared, it was basically say what you like, you know, free flow of information. And then slowly but surely they've um, narrowed and narrowed and narrowed the range of what you can say on social media and increased the censorship and the um, yeah. the uh, deletion of accounts and all those things.
2: Yeah.
1: But they had to make sure that that had been acknowledged in a way, because can you imagine if they had the, if it was like it was with the free flow of information and then all of a sudden there's this massive censorship over anything challenging the COVID narrative? when you can mm. say anything you like about anything else, it wouldn't it, wouldn't it stand out.
0: Mm.
1: You yeah. know, people would say, why are they, why are they so keen to censor one subject? Yeah. Well, what you have to do is make sure that people get used to the censorship so that by the time you start censoring COVID-19, the content challenge in the narrative, then people are so, so used to it. It doesn't stand out.
0: Mm.
1: Or they're censoring again.
0: Yeah. So, It's worrying.
1: It had to have been um, planned for a long time. It must have been. Mm,
0: I think so. I think so. I think a lot of what you write about has stands with merit. And, um, you know, if you read your book and look into it and you have an open mind, even if you come to your book initially thinking a different way, have an open mind and then just take your book and research from it. You know, the facts are there aren't they Dan you know the facts are there I mean sometimes I still find the world very confusing you know and um even though I can sort of research the facts I'm still questioning why would they do this why you know I mean of course I know the answer why but you just in the normal rational sane person would just not believe the lengths that you know maybe maybe these elite would go to in order to um have control or ultimate power or something I guess you know
1: Yeah. Well, um, I've got, just before we get to the solutions, I've got a a part of the book here, uh, which I actually wrote. I just one night had the idea to write this book. I've included it in the book. I wasn't written for the book at the time. But it's basically a summary of where the world's going. And then we're going to get into how do we stop that happening?
0: Oh, go for it.
1: So I wrote this. We're heading towards a world if people continue in ignorance, inactivity and apathy, where an unelected elite Zionist world government will make all policy decisions for every country. Unions will be dictated to by the world government, like the European Union, and will dictate to regions what we call today countries because they want to break countries up into regions. The human population of the world will be massively cold and living in these regions known as smart cities or megacities of immense, intense radiation with a mutated and eventually synthetic DNA in synthetic form. Look at what they're doing with the mRNA vaccine. Mm. Toxins will abound everywhere. We're, the Toxins are all around us.
0: Well, they're there already, aren't they? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Survival will be at the behest of authority with everyone on a universal basic income only allotted to their bank account on condition of never disobeying or criticising authority or the government or any official narrative, I should have said. Jobs will be menial and based on which region people live in and be working for corporations as well because they want only giant corporations left.
0: Well, Um, that's happening at the moment because they're ruining all small businesses,
1: aren't they? Exactly, yeah. So we've just got the large ones now. As I go on to say here, business and industry, as we know it, will no longer exist as giant corporations implementing in advance the in the elite agenda game monopoly. Giant mm-hmm. corporations will be the only employment option. 24-7 surveillance inside human settlement zones, um, basically high rise flats with incredibly narrow living space, will be insured and constant by personal assistance, smartphones, tablets, smart TV, security cameras and other forms of surveillance drones will patrol the skies and work in tandem with a military robotic law enforcement
0: can i stop you there a second i was gonna yeah. say people listening to this i think oh that's far-fetched and i can or everything you've said there i can already point out like in Victoria, and australia um with the lockdown they had the drones out actually the police drones out across the state um surveying anybody was leaving their house or anybody was in their garden and they had the drones all the way out so you know for anybody listening to this list that Dan's got these things are already happening they're, they're yeah. there a lot of these things you know and if you think they're far-fetched you know let's bear in mind half of the things you've listed I can already um give you examples yeah sorry Dan carry on
1: this was written before obviously the uh, the pandemic so and we've, mm. seen, we've seen um much of what I write about in the book happen in 2020 yeah. up to present day mm. travel will be at the behest of authority and regions will be separated and segregated travel outside of the country will be limited and will work on the same basis look at what they're trying oh, to do okay. in the travel. Mm. access to home appliances and utilities and internet access will be at the behest of authority and will be able to be denied if authority deems necessary this is why they want to create this smart grid yeah um, to uh uh, uh, power and access to things that people use in their home uh-huh.
2: um,
1: if they feel necessary uh-huh. the internet will be entirely run by ai it already is to an extent in the form of algorithms Yeah. censorship censorship will be total and constant on the internet through social media the internet will be regulated to suit authority in the world government Political correctness Uh will will rule private and public discourse and prevent truth from being uncovered and communicated to an extent anyway, at least. Not Uh for people like me, as people who read this book will see, but a lot of people, Uh the media will never report anything challenging or questioning the official narrative. That was long ago the case. People will only only ever see. And throughout this whole pandemic narrative, they've only based uh, pandemic hopes. They basically pushed one narrative. Mm. they have not given any airtime to any alternative. Uh, the broadcast media, the print media, has been brilliant, but the broadcast media yeah. has only pushed one version of the narrative, one yeah, version
0: yeah, of the day. They
1: have, yeah. People will only ever see and hear that which suits authority and government. Uh, human consciousness, this is uh, the transhuman agenda now, will be connected to a technological hive mind. This is the smart grid, run by artificial intelligence, which will eventually consume human consciousness gender will no longer exist along with parenting and by extension family and humans will be this is a bit further in the future now but not uh, too far humans will be created synthetically in laboratories to be placed into a social caste system and connected to the ai-run technological sub-reality the smart grid Uh, and if people think that's far-fetched i've seen suggestions now because of social distancing and um, isolation and all these things that perhaps in the future um it might be it might make more sense for um synthetic babies rather than um people procreating because obviously that means you're intimate and if there's a virus people don't want to be intimate so that's already being suggested um Mm. food will be entirely genetically modified and filled with chemicals this is in addition to forced drugging through water supplies fluoride Mm. uh, which Mm -hmm. um uh, power has been handed to uh, ministers uh, uh, now to um, uh, put fluoride into parts of the country. They don't have fluoride in the water supply.
0: Yeah, I know that's well, all happening already.
1: Yeah, the jobs market will be almost, will be almost entirely filled by AI and robotics.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Culture will no longer exist as countries and continents become a melting pot of various cultures, not least due to migration, leading to no culture. We talked about that in the last... Uh, part religion will no longer exist and everyone will be encouraged to worship um a very different god that's kind of a deeper thing eventually yeah. the human eventually the human body will be uploaded to an AI system this is the world waiting for us in the very near future or are we just going to sit around and let it happen well I'm certainly how we can talk about the solutions to that but okay. as, as you said, so many things that are in that list have already happened or are happening
0: with little resistance it's, been, can I ask? it's drip fed into the system slowly with yeah. little resistance and that what that's what amazes me is like um uh, what's it called I like i always say what's the time mr wolf with that creeping game but yeah it creeps in it creeps in very slowly to a point that people don't almost notice it and it is a case like you said it's just this it's just that it's just that and it all creeps in very slowly um and at no point does anyone. It's, it's not drastic enough for anybody to sort of kick off and put up resistance and yet it's happening constantly yeah it's Operating creep yeah and,
1: yeah. Um, yeah you know how how was I able to be so accurate with what I've said in in, in that list never mind the book in general because it's an yeah. agenda and if you know what the agenda is then you can predict the future quite easily yeah um unless something intervenes to stop it and that's what we're going to talk about now so you know people think um what do we do well what about what we don't do yeah because that actually is what will make the difference because for example if we're being asked to do something just for control or just because it's the agenda then if if large numbers of people don't do it then Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it can't be imposed it's that simple you know Mm. do not
2: acquiesce
1: yeah i've got um i'm just going to give i've got a whole chapter about solutions i'm just going to pick out some parts of it as i go through so protest now of course me and you have both been to protests um and um they're it's a great symbol for how many people want to register their reservations about what a government is doing or what is being imposed um if they're peaceful the one you know the ones that we've been to were and um it's what's encouraging is just how many protests there have been across the world and mm-hmm. they're still going on i think there was one the other day um uh here in in this country um where it was i remember reading about it but um yeah protesting is is one way to register a reservation but it's not going to change it on its own no protests um that are ongoing rather than just on one day are more effective but it's not the answer non-compliance is is the answer um another solution is for people to um this is the real foundation of it all the freeing of perception because the manipulation of perception is how it's done because nothing's going to change unless the perception changes exactly Because if it doesn't, then people won't see why to bother trying to change anything in the first place Mm. unless they know why. So perception comes from information received, which is why um, we've seen the censorship. But it just tells you where the real power lies because they wouldn't have to censor as they do if um, the information was not a threat to them but yes. it is because they know that from information comes perception and from perception comes action. Yes. Uh, so freeing of perception is absolutely essential. Um, and that, you know, basically one thing we can all do is to question everything we're told, be it through education, media, government, an expert, allegedly, whoever it is, then we need to question because if you don't, then, well, we've seen we've seen the effect oh, of that. There's some very brave...
0: Yeah, there's some very brave people out there at the moment questioning everything, um, and I and I admire a lot of people out there at the moment that are really going against the grain and holding fast and questioning the narrative and holding with their truth. But it takes a bit of guts to do that, Dan. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's I, I, not I, easy. It's
0: not easy no. going against. It's not go- easy going against the tide, or it's not easy going against the wind, whatever they say, you know. Um, Even if it is, even if you are walking in the right direction, if all the, if everybody else is walking the other way, it's very hard to hold your truth sometimes. Yeah, that's what's needed, right? That's what's needed. You need to understand, you need to find your truth and you need to stand with it.
1: Yeah, I think one of the key questions people need to ask themselves is, why do I believe what I think is the truth? Why do I believe what I do? Where do my perceptions actually come from? And people realise, if they're honest with themselves, that in many cases they come merely from repetition, from official sources, which people just believe because they trust that the official source must know what they're talking about. But I can tell you, um, I mean, when you read the book, you'll see. But after nearly 15 years of this, I can tell you that invariably that's not the case. Again and again, you find that actually um, what authority tells us is not the truth. It's manipulation and propaganda and
2: um
1: the more you free your mind free perception and question what you're told and why you believe what you do the more you find that's the case and the more you start to see that actually people on the internet challenging the narrative are not idiots they're just people who've taken the time to open their mind and do research and they're trying to communicate that to people because they can see where society is going if that doesn't happen
0: yeah exactly yeah, they've just got a longer view, haven't they? They can see further ahead.
1: Well, they they know that there's an agenda. See, most people don't have a clue about the existence of the agenda, never mind what it is. And that's mm. one of the reasons why I've written this book, is to just mm. basically lay out the agenda in various yeah. different areas of society. Once you know the agenda, then um, people might reject me saying, this is the plan, that's the plan, that the other thing is the plan. But when they see it happening, it becomes harder to deny it.
0: It does become harder to deny it. But even so, I do feel there's an element of blindness to the majority of people that even if you present it to them. um, Now, what was it? I I said this earlier, didn't I? I said they I think a lot of people still prefer the reassuring lie than the inconvenient truth. And, um, you know, you can literally tell somebody, but here's all the facts. I mean, I've you know, I've gone through these exasperating moments of trying to sort of educate someone online and say well here here's the facts you know and they'll fire loads of stuff back at you oh you know you're a conspiracist you're this you're that but they don't actually come back with the truth but the truth what was happening is they just want a reassuring lie and they don't want to hear the inconvenient truth that's that's the bottom line yeah well i've actually got got a friend who actually said to me truth is sue I don't want to hear the inconvenient truth. I just want to go with the crowd. She actually wants to go with the crowd. She yeah. just wants to go with the crowd. It's too much for her brain to take in. And so yeah. she'll just go with the crowd no matter what. Um, no matter where that takes us. Oh ah, well, that's it then. Because, you know, it, it's too painful to stretch your brain to think, you know, think along these lines, to think about this. And that's the problem. There's a lot of people like that that just don't want to stretch their brain to think about this. They just go with the flow until it's all too late. Um, and unfortunately, these people weight down the rest of us because that naivety weighs you down. And everyone's everyone's going along that flow, whether they want to or not, because because of people who aren't are waking up to it or, or, you know, investigating it well or wanting to. They don't want to read. They don't want to know anything bad.
1: Yeah, I think what it is, is people see themselves. what can i do about it what can just me one person do about it but i've got a a subheading here i'm just going to read a a passage here david and goliath but who's who yeah people people look at the apparent all powerful edifice of control suppression and manipulation and believe the power lies with the tiny few but as i Mm. said earlier in, in the book we're looking at a pyramid structure and the tiny few in any organisation or society are only there because the many yeah. are holding them up there. Yeah. When when we refuse to hold them up there any longer, in other words, we refuse to cooperate with their agenda in as many ways as individually and collectively possible, then they have no power. Their power is the power we give to them. We take it back. They have no power and their control structure is no more. Non-cooperation is the answer, but it has to be done en masse. Now, there's tens of millions of people in britain there's billions globally and there's a tight you know at the core of the core of this network this elite you could get them in one room in terms of those who are
0: yeah.
1: ideally you know part of it so um i think i see a solution <laughs> you know okay yeah,
0: um, yeah yeah
1: because um you know the the, the the numbers game tells you where the real power lies um, yeah
0: yeah
1: and um they only have to manipulate us to fear not doing, to fear doing that because they know that if we do that, then it's over for them.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I just read this passage here. I've got another subheading called Save Yourself. If people do want this nightmare to play out, then they should do what most people have done up to this point to make a contribution to challenging the manipulation and imposition of the elites gender and gender in society, which is nothing. Mm-hmm. If people continue doing nothing because X factor or the game is on,
2: or we uh-huh.
1: meet mates down the pub or at the club or we're too scared then we and especially the kids alive today are looking a nightmare world in the face which would make a real nightmare look like an escape
2: yeah if people,
1: if people do finally decide to make a difference then we're looking at freedom beyond anything people can imagine and a society which is people driven not agenda driven hard choice mm-hmm. isn't it that's the do
0: as you get people to listen, you know, I mean, I know you've, you know, you've got your book and I hope people if, buy if it. If someone
1: told me that 15 years ago, that would have been good. I don't know.
0: I know. Just try know.
1: and get the information out in as many ways as you can.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, yeah.
0: And, and, and you need to just get out to the people that have an open mind and want to listen. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think there are some there with a closed mind that will never open their minds to that because it's just too uncomfortable to hear.
1: Yeah, we, you, can only share, you can only share with the mind that's open. You can't force people yes. to listen. You just have to share with those that want to hear.
0: Yes, and,
1: yes. Um, yeah, you know, I, I've been um, virtually. Well,
0: you're certainly doing your bit, Dan, to yeah. make people aware, uh, to awaken them to the bigger picture, uh, well, to I... try and give them, try and give them a direction of how to lead their lives and what decisions they should make and they shouldn't acquiesce to things they don't agree with. So I think that's the message of the book, isn't it? Really, not to acquiesce to um, things you don't agree with. I mean, it's you know, just saying it's just a will lead us to a very dark place, I would imagine, eventually.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've been on this. You know, this is not just a book that I've. I know you know this, but for the audience, this is yeah. not a book. This is not a book that I've just written um and it's my thoughts on the world and that's it it's you know I've been on this now for nearly 15 years virtually every day in some form oh, or yeah. another and um that's where I've got my information from yes research over that period of time and I can see where the world's going and people who read the book will will be able to see where the world's even going if, it's even over the last
0: 15 years you know things have changed I mean yeah. you know you were, you were predicting you know um I, sort of like just things like uh supermarkets and and the checkpoints, you know where it's all computerized now, you know and yep. you do it yourself and things like that, or you know you go into a hotel and you 've got to check yourself in, and you know all those things have all come in it's all taken people 's jobs, and a i have sort of taken over so many things and even in the 15 years you've been on it you've seen a change of, of, of the direction and it's all going in the direction as predicted to the agenda right yeah you know cashless a... society that's yeah. on its way yeah we've this this pandemic has helped no end because we've had all these different illnesses over many many years um and nobody has ever turned around and said oh you've got to be careful handling your notes and your coins for fear you will catch an illness off of it and yet that has been mentioned many times this pandemic or oh, it's better to use your card you know, so you haven't got yeah. to use your cash because the cat, the bug could be lying on all your notes and your coins. Well, yeah. you know, we've had oh, all these different pandemics and AIDS and swine flu and Ebola and everything else. And not once have they mentioned the coins and the pound coins, you know, everything yeah. else. And we've been, you know, they're, they're dirty. Money is dirty as a general rule, you know. But yeah. I thought they've really pushed the the filth of the money through this one. Um, and so many things have gone cashless of late. Yeah, so many things. I'm noticing um, in all the supermarkets now. I did, I did notice. I saw an Amazon supermarket was on the on on the internet the other day, and basically you just beep your phone at the door, and then you just put everything in a basket and walk out because it seems to scan it as you walk yes. through this this scanning machine. And it just comes off your bank card. So there's not a single person <laughs> on any cash point yeah, anywhere, yeah. you know, and there's no cash involved. You just beep on the on your phone on the way in, yeah. put everything in your bag you want, or just walk out the door. And that's yeah. it. And whatever the barcode is, it scans it as you walk through the door and some sort of thing just scans everything you've walked out with. Yeah. Um, yeah, and which it's- is clever. And if it was for the right reasons, it's a, clever, it's a clever little gadget, I've got to say. But, you know, it's ticking away. Jobs, um, you know, uh, and and, I, and
1: what and what? Yeah, and what if the computer says no because uh, you're a dissident? Yeah, you don't buy anything.
0: Yeah,
1: that's the reason that's for it. Um, Turn it off, don't
0: they?
1: Yeah, um, it's interesting. I mean, the thing about the money, you know, um, when you look at virology, which I actually, wanted the book um, comes with a free um, seven-page um, detailed monograph I wrote, which is basically a statement virology and how it works and how it doesn't work um and um one of the things um that i'd say in there is that because it's absolutely true for any i looked at virology in enormous detail over the past uh well nearly a year now one of you know one of the things you realize is viruses are not bacteria bacteria can survive outside of the body but viruses need a living host cell to survive so the idea that they can live on money or cash or anything for any later time. Yeah. ridiculous they literally cannot survive they need a host cell in order to survive and replicate and um
2: yeah. do anything
1: so um yeah the, the virus can live on money even if there was one is ridiculous because viruses it's just not in their in their makeup to be able to do that but, but, if, so, but if you want to do if you want to demonize cash as you said then it presents you a perfect opportunity to do that
0: it is and the amount of people that are believing it as well you know are using cards and just going along with it thinking it's a wonderful idea absolutely wonderful idea and yeah get rid of cash we don't want cash it's dirty now we don't want that get rid of that you know um and so so it it may i mean it really is clever how how they've convinced the the majority of the human race you know
2: um
0: you know that everything was dirty oh my god all the parcels come in i mean at the beginning of this pandemic most people were putting their parcels you know, inside the door and leaving them for 72 hours so that the virus would die yeah. off it before it even yeah. opened it. You know, when you think, Ridiculous. what did we do in the past with all these, you know, yeah. I mean, how do I, I haven't got a postman that's ill for the last 20 years that it had something on it. You know, it's just nobody ever passed a moment's thought to it before, did we? You know,
1: like I said, you know, it, it, at any point, it's just about um, opening the mind and um, researching and, and then. Deciding that we're not having it because we've got the numbers to do that
0: well anyone coming to your 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 page or your book um and they have no idea before this will probably all come as a bit of a shock to them but um you know after getting the information in it does take a bit of time and you get used to it and um you know you could be useful in, in making a change in the direction of your children or your grandchildren's future if you can take this information on board and uh decide what is morally right what's morally wrong and not acquiesce to the things that you don't think are right um and i'm hoping that's that's the aim of your book is the fact yeah. that you know your, is that you want to change society for the better and i admire yeah. you for that dan
1: well i've got i've got um, a whole chapter about childhood and in the book i cover every single way that children are and young people are affected by the agenda and what's going on now
2: Yeah.
1: um and um I've written the book as an introduction to all this for, I mean, people who are familiar will find a lot in there that they're interested in. I know that because people who've read it have said to me,
2: yeah. um,
1: but um, people new to it, I, I've written it for them to kind of get them up to speed quickly yeah. um, in a way they can understand. And um, so that they can basically use it as a, a guide to the world.
0: Yeah.
1: A guide to society, a guide to why things are happening. So people can see, I can see what they want to do. I can see how they're doing it. Yes. And that's once you're at that stage on any level, then things can really change.
0: Yes. Yes. Well done. I, we've had a really long chat about this, and I've really enjoyed yes. this. And I really do hope that your book is going to be a bestseller. Um, <laughs> and I hope it goes to all corners of the world, and uh, you know, just educates people in in what you see is happening with the world. But um I'd like to thank you for this um chat. Um I hope you've enjoyed yeah. it as much as I have. And i uh, yeah.
2: it's been good. I
0: think we'll end things here, if that's all right with you yeah. then uh, sure. and here's to here's to lots of book sales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right
2: then,
0: Dan. You take
2: thank care. You. Bye. All right, bye.